Dee and Sam with Coffee and Wine. Sam? Hi, guys. Let's get to know you a little bit. Let's get to know you a little bit. You have the I feel like, out of the both of us, you have the better background. Because yours is just, not in a bad way. No, I I could have a whole TV series, okay? I really think so. Reality show. And we've been talking about sitting down and doing one of these where we talk about, I think, everyday life and, like, things that go on for a while, for a while. I know. I ran in and I was like, hey, what do you think about a podcast? And you were just like, honestly, yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. And now, now we're finally here. We are here, finally, with the help of our little best friend, Christian. Hi, Christian. He's over there just listening to us <laughs> as, we, as we navigate our way through all of this. Yeah. Well, anyway, I am from um, southeast Kansas, a little town called Parsons. And, um... Corn state. Yeah. Corn goes with everything, okay? You cannot tell me anything different. All right. But anyway, that's a whole nother time. Okay? (laughs) I got some awesome recipes. With corn? With corn. Oh, Lord. I like cone. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um, I have two kids. I'm 23. Um, boy mom. Okay? I now live in Jacksonville, North Carolina. And I am just currently trying to figure out what is best for me in life. Why are you here? Get on a career path. Um, my kid is father and I. We were high school, middle school, high school sweethearts. We ended up having two little ones. Um, didn't work out. And uh, he ended up meeting a really nice, great woman. And they're married now. And they're about to welcome their second baby. And uh, anyway, they got married. And life was just a lot calmer out here. Don't get me wrong. I miss home all the time. Love it. But it was just better to be out here. So we decided this is where we would like our kids to grow up. So we're here now. And I now have um, I have a boyfriend after five years. Like a real relationship. <laughs> like a, a real thing. Like it's a for real, for real kind of thing. And uh, he's a major goofball, but he helps me a lot. So, let's uh, talk about you, Sam. Oh, God. Um, I'm Sam. I'm 29. I'll be 30 in June. We'll be celebrating the big 30. The big dirty 30. Dude, yeah. It's crazy to think that. I know. That it's like a new mo- Like, I remember when I turned 21 and I didn't have a clue about life. Like, not a thing. Do if you, you told- now? No. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> no, you're going to oh, be a no. for real grown-up now. But, like, whoever has a clue? Like... Yeah, I know. Every day is a different day. You learn something new all the time, and I think a lot of people don't understand that. Like, you're o- you're always learning, you're always growing, you're always changing. Like, just because you get older, doesn't mean anything. Yeah, no. Age is definitely. just a number. Your mind is always still learning things. Yeah. Um, I'm from Connecticut. Oh. Small state. Up north. Stuck right between between. <laughs> I think you've been around me too much. So stuck between, you know, New York and Massachusetts. Oh, New York, like, huh? Oh yeah. Nice. The city. Yep. The Those lights. scare me. <laughs> once you're there I go. <laughs> once you're there, it's just a lot of people. And a lot of fast moving people. Nobody says excuse me. It's I'm walking. Oh my gosh. I'm walking. So sensitive people like me shouldn't go, huh? No, you should. Oh, okay. <laughs> But if someone bumps into you, they're just going to look at you and be like, oh, and just, like, give you, like, the sorry hand, just keep it going. Like, no one's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, no, they're just like, pretty fast-paced living you do up there, huh? Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then 
I moved down south to go to school, and it was so slow. Where did you go to school? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. Uh, the University of good old Alabama. Oh. We like it there. Listen, Tuscaloosa compared to back home is so slow. A so good slow? slow? Yeah, but not for someone that's so fast-paced. We used to go, like, and get, like, deli meat. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and get, like, deli stuff for, like, the week. Like, once you move out of, like, dorms and stuff like that, you can live kind of, like, off campus. And we would go, and I swear it felt like it would take ten years in the grocery store. And I'm like, come on. Speed things up a little bit, huh? But, like, everyone is just like, how y'all doing? And I'm like, man. Yeah, they're ready. In the South, they're ready to have a whole conversation. They want to know your life from time you were conceived till that moment right then no and, and then they want to know your plans and everything no well, hate though what are you here for but ma'am i don't have time to talk and that's like that was the worst thing is i can never get out of their minds of like i don't have time for this like i gotta go i gotta go huh i'm out the door I don't know. yeah well what brought you down to uh jacksonville lord um <laughs> uh so i had visited because i had a couple friends that had lived here and then one of them was just like, I was complaining because back home, the rent for a one bedroom is easily thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars. And then I you're guess. like, bottom floor apartment, like you can see this much of the grass. You don't have a balcony plus utilities. Nothing is included back home. Oh Nothing. my goodness. Yeah. So I was like talking to her about it, and she's like, "Well, you can move down here." And I told my job at the time that I was literally going on a two week vacation, and I never came home. Never. And now here you are. And <laughs> now I'm here. And here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Would we like to dive into that on how we became friends? I We can. I mean, I think, I think we should. It's very different. It is. And people are probably like, oh, absolutely not. But you know what? Maybe after they hear about it, they'll be like, oh, okay, same. It, yeah, I'm, it was, I feel like it was like so meant to be now that I think about it. Like, it yeah. happened. I truly believe everything happens for a reason because so much has happened between then, in between, and now. And now we're like this. We're so yeah. close. Inseparable, basically. Up each other's booties. Yeah, pretty much. But um, anyway, that whole shebang happened. <laughs> uh, my middle school, high school sweetheart, he decided that he was just going to live life. And, um, you know, this is not talking negative about him or anything no but uh just telling the story um things really just weren't working out anyway people were kind of dishonest and stuff and uh him and i ended up going our separate ways and then sam ended up meeting him yeah they were a thing listen tinder here when you live in a military town which we do mm-hmm. you can't trust you really can't trust it because you have to ask you like, really do are you married is this is this is this your life yeah you walk in you see her they're like I'm located here, and you find out that they're, like, on base and housing. Yeah. You're just like, hold on. And then you go through the steps of asking, like, what is this, this, and this? And you're taking a chance. Either they're telling the truth or they're not. And in your case, I mean, it was partially true. Yeah. But then it wasn't. Like, he was playing both fields. Oh, very much. And eventually, you know, we both found out. And it was just like, oh, okay. Okay. So, you know, we both eventually went our own ways away from him. Yeah. And then we kind of just, like could connect in certain areas on things that we were put through 
with the same individual. Mm-hmm. And then we just, like, kind of grew from that. And then didn't really speak for a while. I had a lot of stuff happen in my life in that time where we weren't really talking, but we still kept up with each other. Yeah. Like, I, times a year. I feel like we'd always be like, hey, you okay? Like, yeah, you're just, good. You know, and, like, big moments, like, like, where we both felt like we needed to talk, we just kind of just knew. Because you would, like, pop in, like, when I would have something drastic happen, you'd be like, hey, you good. And then, like, vice versa. And then yeah. you had a lot of stuff you went through. And then once I came back out here, you were like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. We need to hang out. Never happened. Never happened. We were both so busy with our lives. Mm-hmm. And then just one night. She's at this. You're at the most. First off, the bar, the one big bar in this small town. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah, I guess it's, it's just a mess. I was like standing there and i saw you like when we had walked in i was like well it was after a very dramatic thing that happened in yeah. life yeah yeah that was after yeah the, the, do yeah. you want to say it oh the passing of my mom yeah who in a sense brought sam and i together yeah by like talking about how you know you guys have been through similar things you guys could possibly connect and help each other heal from it you know all this and that and so we like we're both open to it and you know, that's how that happened. And then I ended up coming back home. I flew back home to Kansas for my mom's funeral, planned all that out, dealt with all of that. And, uh, my boyfriend, um, was like, Hey, let's go out tonight, you know, so that way, you know, you're not staying in like, come on, let's go. And so him and his friends were like, all right. Yeah. Cause I was dedicated. I was not going, they could go. I was going to stay right where I was. And they were like, no, come on, get your tail up, we're going. Yeah. So I went, and then I saw you, and I, like, instantly felt like, okay, I can do this. I was just like, okay. Like, the amount of joy and excitement that I felt, and then we didn't really talk much after that. And then out of nowhere, like, we just talked, hung out, and then basically we're inseparable ever since. And that was during my boyfriend's deployment. Yeah. You know, I was going through a lot of stuff then as well, not just going through the deployment and raising two kids, but a lot of other stuff in yeah, between. Yeah, like just like the, I feel, just life. Literally. Yeah. Just life. Just everything. It was, it was literally like, it's, it's so weird because like we talked about it, it was like your mom knew we would need each other for mm-hmm. some, when something like this would happen. Yeah, eventually. And now because here we are, like, do, we do 90% of our days mm-hmm. are, hey, what are you doing? Oh, you're going to be home. Okay, cool. I'll see you when you get home. And we don't even have to really do anything we could literally just sit on the couch put on a movie talk watch me like not watch music listen to music and we're like content or we watch tiktoks uh, sitting on the same couch across from each other and we're perfectly fine with it yeah we're literally two peas in a pod peas and carrots (laughs) (laughs) jokes forrest gump Listen, that's an under underpaid okay, man. Underplayed well, movie. You know, actually, let's not say the man because there's that. That's a whole nother thing. That's a whole nother thing for a whole nother time. What do you know that I don't know? Are you telling me there's okay, a whole thing about it? Okay, I might be a conspiracy it? theorist or whatever they want to say, but that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother time. I love the movie Forrest Gump, though, but I, that really <laughs> needs to be something that we can address and talk about because it's so not cool. Epstein's Island, yeah, that's so not cool. Was he on it? I think he was on the list. Um, don't, don't, I think he was, but we're going to, like, double check and look into that before we dive into that, that would break discussion. My, that would break my Listen, heart. Listen, your heart's going to be broken. I'm no. sure. There's going to be a lot. Of, yeah, it's, it's a big Ugh. thing that really needs to be talked about, because, oh. no. 
not cool. Oh, we got no. a lot of stuff going on in this world, and um, we have a lot of things that we can talk about. Not just our own personal life, mm. but a lot of um, topics that people might want to know something on. Um, and things just like, I think like everyday things. Yeah. Life. That go on in this world that. Well, like, you've been to college. You've been married. You've, like, traveled all along the East Coast. You've lived life. Like, you're about to be 30. Like, you've lived life. There's a lot to talk about. I'm only 23, but listen, I have you lived have been, life. You have been. And so, I'm sure, like, if I can help anybody out from, you know, teen mom to being a wife, straight, you know, all this other stuff, yeah. and being divorced and just going through life and going through, like, being a co-parent and all that stuff, you know, I feel like I could possibly help somebody, you know, that feels alone. And then you could possibly help people that feel alone in any type of situation that, you know, they feel like they can connect with, you know. So, well, yeah, I was wa- open for people to say things, to yeah. ask questions. And I want it to be a safe, I think when we decided to sit down and, like, really start recording, like, our conversations or our topics and figure ooh, things we're going to talk about, <laughs> I think I want it to feel like a safe space. Yeah. You know? Where if someone, it like, wants this, if this really does go somewhere, people can either, like, get in communication with us somehow and be like, can you guys talk about this because I don't know how to handle it. Yeah. I don't know what to do and we could potentially help. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that I don't think ever realize that there are people on their side. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I've come across um, a bunch of, like, TikTokers, podcasts, or just really anything, and just really felt like, okay, it isn't just me in this world that is going through this or feeling this way. There's other people. So if I get the nerve to, like, communicate with somebody, you know, maybe they know how to help guide somebody through that. And, I mean, you've helped me in a lot of situations. I've had countless people come to me about several things, especially once I had my first son. I was only 16. I had a lot of women later down the road reach out to me and tell me like, hey, I'm pregnant and I'm only 16 or 17. Like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. I don't know how to feel. I don't know what to expect. You know, and they're just coming about all different kinds of things. And I'm not anywhere near the medical field at all. Yeah. And they would ask me questions and I would just tell them my experience and I always try to guide them towards talking to their doctor about anything. And if they don't feel right about, like, that opinion, go get a second opinion, you know, yeah. things like that. And then just, like, try to help them through the process of me- the mental aspect of things on how things are going to change and kind of, like, what to expect possibly because it's different for everybody. But in general, like, your hormones, the chemical balance in your brain, things like that, it all changes. And oh, yeah. I feel like that stuff also needs to be talked about because it's not – there's it's not, not it's awareness. not talked about a lot. No, it's women not. that suffer. They're just like, kids. okay, you're having a baby, get your life together, get your money, get everything situated, but they don't really talk about like how it really changes a person. And I'm just like, it's different until you've gone through yeah. it. And then like even then it's just there's also It's hard know. it's hard especially when you're so young. Yeah, it is. Because as you know, you you said 16 years old. Yeah, I got pregnant at 15 and had had Braven at 16. Oh, my kids' names, they're Braven and Maverick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the little ones. The little precious princes. 
They really are, though. You have, I will say, raised two very great kids. Yeah. I and mean, for being a kid when you had a kid, that's hard. Because you see a lot of, I feel like you see nowadays, especially with shows that have come out, you've seen a lot of, in a way, and I hate to say it, almost bad teen moms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not bad, bad, but you're like, like, yeah, you definitely, whenever you become a parent, you really have to put yourself to the side in certain aspects. I'm not saying you have to give up your career, your ambitions, things like that. But you do have to come to that point in your mind in in life that you do have to compromise. You do have to sacrifice things. I mean, you have to sacrifice stuff. It doesn't matter what it is in your life. Like, the sacrifices mm. are going to come. And you're going to have to learn to compromise. You're going to have to learn to not be so selfish in certain areas. Of course, self-love. Try your hardest to be there for yourself as well. And that is difficult for some people because some people don't have a village. They don't have people that are there to support them. And they just feel like they lose their self entirely. And, you know, but... Do you think it was hard when you moved here? Having to... Because you had Maverick right, be right before you moved here. Yeah, with my oldest son, I had my mom's support. I had a lot of support and stuff with her helping me because uh, she was a teen mom herself. And then once I had Maverick, I felt like I was doing it all over, but with no help or guidance. So I kind of panicked for a second. Like, it makes sense to me, yeah. like what I'm trying to say, but, like, I didn't have no help. I didn't have nothing. Like, my mom was there to help guide me. And any question I had, she was right there, you know, reassuring me, like, this is fine, this is fine. Anytime the baby would be, like, crying or something, like, I mean, over time you – you can develop, like, what the cries mean, or, like, process, like, yeah. okay, that sounds like he's hurting, or he's hungry, or something, you know, just little things like that, I think more so I was nervous, because I knew I didn't have, and my help was 1,200 miles away, yeah. I could call her, but it was still, like, a little it's frantic, only, yeah, it's like, like a phone getting call. to that point to, like, make the phone call, because, you know, the baby needs you, your toddler needs you, all this other stuff, but, um, we'll dive into that eventually. I think no. you've done a great job, to be honest. Well, they're, thank you. I, they're great little men. If it wasn't for the help of um, their dad stepping up, eventually, you know, he stepped up. He and has. he has helped them tremendously become the little men that they are now. You know, so. Be thankful there. <laughs> I, in this past five years or so, I've learned to be a very thankful person, grateful person. In the process of a lot of things. And I struggle a little bit, but we're here. So. That, and I think that's all, it's all a, a whole learning thing. You know? Because you're still learning. Mm -hmm. You both are still learning. Nobody is. Very much know. so. I mean, I sit here and I get discouraged at times because, you know, he's got a wife. They're adding another member to their family. But I'm happy for them at the same time. So. I'll get there eventually. You will. Yeah. It will, it will happen. I. Oh, yeah. All just in time, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, we'll get there. Life will all find its own path. Oh, yeah. You know? And like like we said earlier, everything happens for a reason. And the world's I mean, crazy right now. It really is. There's so much. I sit and I think, I'm like, there's bigger problems in the world right now. <laughs> my mom, I was talking to my mom the other day. And she's like, when are you going to give me a grand a grandchild? And I, first off, I hate that question. Feels like when I want to, I will. Yeah. And I told myself 
when I was around a little when I was younger than you that I was gonna live my 20s do whatever I want move travel yeah (laughs) drink party have fun live carefree just really only have to worry about yourself yeah worry just worry about me and not a child and everything that has gone on in the world I'm like what in the heck? How do you, how do you, how do you explain to your child this, 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 this happened, this happened, this happened, and they're just watching the world like, la la la, la la la. I'm like, oh, that ter- that would terrify me. I remember my parents being terrified whenever we were young, and so much was changing, and I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are stressing over what? I know nowadays. Now it's like okay. We have big problems. <laughs> <laughs> we have really, really serious problems. Like, uh. But, like, back then, those were serious yeah. problems. But us as kids, like, our parents, in a sense, they sheltered us from a lot of the world. Yeah. They were like, no, it's fine. Or not sheltered us, but they, like, reassured us everything would be fine. Oh. And, you know, distracted us and whatnot, so. I know. It's crazy. My So, when my mom had me, Desert Storm, so that's how, if you want to talk about years, Desert Storm had just started. Mm. And my mom was like, what did I do bringing a child into this world? Yeah. And then, I mean, so then years later you were born. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm in... I was born right before 9-11. I was born in 99. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That, cause, so when 9-11 happened, I was going into middle school. I was getting ready to go into middle school. Yeah, and I was a little, my mom said that <laughs> I was watching a show sitting on the floor, and all of a sudden she heard something on the TV, and she comes running, and all she said she could do was cry. Yeah. That, my mom pulled me out of school. They mm-hmm. pulled, so where my hometown is to where the city is, if you go down to the water, you can see the outline of the city. So, my dad was a firefighter. My Mom worked at the school, so they pulled all of us out, shut down the schools. There's big oil tanks that go into Connecticut, and that's what they were worried about, was if something like that was going to happen so close that they would go after oil. Yeah, our town was put on, supposedly, I mean, I, you know, just from what they say, our town was put on there as a possibility of being, um, like a target spot for a terrorist to attack. Um, we have an ammunition plant back home. So they put us on the list. I didn't know they had that out there. Oh, yeah. Kansas is a... Yeah. I really just thought it was a bunch of cornfields. No. <laughs> I you got cornfields and you got uh, prisons. So, uh, yeah. Cornfields and prisons. Yep, uh, yep. The perfect ideal Midwestern state. <laughs> okay. Well, what's that? Cornfields? What's that? Prison. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. When you're in prison, guess what? You gotta go pick corn. Well, you know what's so funny is, like, if you think about it, so many prisons are located near train tracks and trains. Like, honestly, think about it. Why? I guess we're just trying to keep things interesting, <laughs> knowing somebody can escape and just, meow, meow. just oh, don't... it's a manhunt now. Like they're just I setting that th- up. I never. Thought... <laughs> no, it's, it's, I know. I about never it. thought about that because yeah, prisons are. Right near train tracks. Yeah. 
You know what blows my mind? What? One of the towns around here, I realized their prison was so close to a school, like down the road. And I was no. like, oh, what? No. Why would you <laughs> do like, that? What? Why? They said, here's the school. There's the prison. You do something bad. You're going down there. You're going there. You're going to go think about all the things you've done. <laughs> and you're going to learn. That's another subject we can also talk about at some point. You were a CO. Oh, yeah. You were the CO, and I was the one behind bars. So there's different perspectives. Big, big perspectives on it. I know. Lots of life lessons have mixed into that. Of oh, what yeah. we've learned in life. Um, it's not anything like what people would think. Our, our whole friendship, so many people would be like, how are you guys, how many times have we been <laughs> asked that? How are you guys friends? How? How? Because it just, it works. Okay? It just works. It, it just works. makes sense. Listen, if you were a CO when I was locked up, we would have been friends. I, I mean, I probably, well, we would have been friends. I wouldn't have been able to be your friend. I you would have been, been your to, favorite CO, <laughs> but, you but, tried to, but, yeah. I would hope you would have tried to bail, bail me out. I like that one. Yeah, I would, yeah, that definitely job gone. You know, out the door. <laughs> they would have been like, uh, Walker, goodbye. <laughs> you need to go. Oh, I'm taking that one with me. Like, all right, let's go. Packing my bags, guys. I'm out. I'm leaving this. <laughs> oh, God. That was such a... Oh, God. That seems like forever ago. I bet. I was 16 when I got arrested. I was 19 when I became a CO. Oh, my God. You really could have been... Chopped livers. Throwing me a tray. Oh, my. <laughs> I, I took passion in my job. I tried to be that CO that could try to hopefully, like... Make a difference in people's lives. Like, I, I also tried don't to, think like, there's a lot of people like that. Yeah, because not know. a it's lot pretty of pretty touchy subjects. Like it's it's yeah, being a CO with I don't know there you got some COs that are definitely like the movies how they portray them like POSs and just mean and wanting rude, to make yeah. people's lives miserable. And then you have like the CO I try to be. I just try to be like super super chill, but like okay. Come on now. But that's how more people will listen to you, I feel like. Because if you're more understanding and like, hey, instead of being like, you, or like yelling at somebody or being like, like, nobody's going to be receptive of that. Yeah, I had an inmate. He was older. He'd been in for like the majority of his life, okay? (laughs) He should say forever. He'd been in forever. And he told me that he noticed that, he told me he had a lot of respect for the, the way that I held myself in there as a CO. Like, I took my job serious, but I wasn't in, like, a POS about it, you know. Um, he said that a lot of the times, the COs that are like that, and this isn't me talking negatively No, at but it's all, a, but it it's really, the truth. It, it makes you step back in a different way, and I'll get to that. But he said that a lot of them that come in there acting the way that they do, like, being complete a-holes, a lot of them are miserable in their own lives, in their own personal lives, outside of the gates. And so, you're like, okay, and you start thinking, and then, you know, I took that as, okay, I need to check on my fellow COs and, like, Make see sure if they're, they're okay. okay, because that job, it can run you down bad. Yeah, you deal with some people that are really never going to get out. Well, yeah, they don't and, care. And you know what I mean by, like, from the other side. Oh, yeah. The, the depression that sets in and things like that. Like, yes, you you may have committed these crimes and things like that, but there's some people that are in there for... Like, that are, yeah. There's some people that are, I think, and it, on some point when we really sit down and talk about it and, like, really go into depth, 
there are some people that are really in there for crimes that I don't really think they should be locked up for. Yeah, like, there's Petty been, crimes. Yeah, well, there's been instances where you have an inmate that is only serving seven years because they took a life of an innocent person intentionally, and they're only serving, like, seven years. And then you have somebody that's in there for another crime that, you know, was, like, drug-related or something like that, and they're serving, like, a long time. 15 years, 15 to 20 years. And, you know, the way that the system sees it is, like, okay, well, you distributing drugs, you could potentially kill multiple people. Things, you know, yeah. just things like that. And it's just like, okay, okay, whatever. You know, like, I don't know. It's a really touchy subject. It all is. Over the board. It, it, it you is. have people that have been in there for, like, some serious crimes. It's like, no, they, they need to do life. Like, you've done cause so much trauma on a person or people. It's whatever. But, you know, that's a whole nother whole nother topic for a whole nother time. And sometimes a lot of people that do, I think, do do hard crimes are really misunderstood. Yeah. Because there's, you never know what a person is like. Go, I mean, going through, have gone through, what put, what put them, what put them in that situation and what system failed them to get them out of that situation? Yeah. Um, I had an instance where some, um, an inmate was really down, you know, the most important thing is the change that was seen within him from the start to at that point in time, whenever he came to me and was like, I really need to talk about this and, you know, da 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 and he was an older gentleman. He'd been in for a while. He told me about the crime that he committed and why he was there and how it changed him being in there and how, yes, he needed it because at that point in time, he was so hot-headed, and he was just so quick to jump, and that if he hadn't have jumped, hadn't have jumped the way that he did to go be in that situation, there would still be a few people that would still be alive. Yeah, you know. But for him, he was protecting his family, and he was like, "I had, you know, I I was just so quick. All I heard was, you know, my such and such was in danger, and I wasn't gonna let that happen. And then here I am. No, because you yeah. always I." You always want to protect your family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And stuff like that. And you that. really don't know until you're in those situations. Like, what and you're going to do. Another thing that they would they would all say, and they tell you in your training, or at least they told us, we had great, like, we had good instructors. Yeah. You know, things like that. Or at least I felt like they were. A lot of them were very um, humbling, I guess, you know, for the most part. But, uh, anyway... Um, they all, they would always say, you know, the difference between me and you is you got caught, or I got caught, you didn't, <coughs> type Sorry. of thing. And with that being said, I'm just like, well, man, I mean, because we personally know people that criticize and hip, they're like hypocrites towards an individual that has got themselves in a situation where these people that are doing the same exact things want to sit there and basically, like, be down their throats like well you did this and this and this and like this is what you get and stuff and mm. you just see the anger and the frustration come across that individual's face and the tone of their voice and they're just like stop and then they don't want to talk about it anymore. yeah because you because they know you're doing the same stuff being yeah. reckless out living your best life whatever you want to say but now you're in a sense you're judging this person and making mm-hmm. them feel bad about the situation about the situation they're in but it could have easily been you, mm-hmm. you know. And a lot of times, ooh, sorry. And now that's just referring to like little no, petty things, but could yeah. be potentially big things. Because also, 
just because someone gets in trouble or something happens and they put on this I don't care face or this brave face, you don't, and you see them every day, you don't see them when that door closes. No, you And really they're don't. alone. And all of the stuff that you just belittled them on really does to them and they're sitting somewhere by themselves. Yeah. Because if you don't think for once, like, it's not already going through their mind as you're talking down to them. But it is. It's going to sink in. Like, it's going to hit them when they're completely alone by yeah. themselves. And they're like, I really messed up. Yeah. And some people, really, I don't even think, really mean to mess up. No. They just were having fun. And, and, just, and, something, accidentally ha- and something accidentally happens. And guess what? Now it's them getting, the like, I, my mom used to call it the book thrown at you. Mm-hmm. Because now you're the one having to pay for it. While your friends are like, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. Or someone says, blah, 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 blah. But weeks ago, they were doing that. And they didn't get caught. But now you're getting caught. And you're just... Yeah. You're just here, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, there's... I feel like we are... We have a lot we do. to talk about here. We have a lot of stories and a lot of... And hopefully people understand our point of views and understand that these are our point of views and our experiences and things like that. And just hopefully people can relate and understand and want to interact. And if they don't agree, then please feel free to share. <laughs> Tell us. Um, let us know. You know. Because, I mean, honestly, we might view things a little differently, but I'm a person that's open to hearing other people's perspective on things and their views and their opinions and stuff. Like, there's never a right or wrong it. answer. No. I mean, there are some things. Like, there are certain crimes people commit. Like, no, no. <laughs> your pin. I'm sorry. Straight you're done. To the pin. You're going to like, jail. <laughs> you're going to jail. As, you know. Catherine <laughs> Perry would say, you're going <laughs> to jail. <laughs> but the lawyer, you're going to jail with you. You're going to jail. <laughs> The quotes that can come from some of that man's movies, they're Timmy perfect. Man. They're yeah. they're great. They're great to just listen to. Entertainment. Um, I'm trying to think of how else we could get into about like subjects in our lives. You're listen. We can talk about the Super Bowl. Real quick. Oh, the Super Bowl. We can catch Bowl. that in real quick. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you're a Dallas fan. I yes, I was raised in a Dallas household. So, where I am from, you are going to find primarily Kansas City Chiefs fans. Like, diehard Kansas City Chiefs. Like, those people bleed the Chiefs, okay? All year round. It does not matter. I We went back home um, for a, a funeral, and um, it was Nathan's first time ever being to the Midwest. Like, past, like, actually experiencing the Midwest. And we literally walk into our local Walmart. And you have ginormous flags for the Kansas City Chiefs hanging from the ceilings in there. Oh, Lord. Like, chief stuff everywhere. Anyway, they're diehard. I was raised in a Dallas household because my dad, um, he was a Dallas fan, absolutely hated the Chiefs because everybody else was a Chiefs fan. Everybody was. So my dad was a Dallas fan because if you're not a Chiefs fan or a Broncos fan, typically those are going to be your, like, west side Kansas yeah. folks. Those are going to be, like, your Broncos fans. Um but you have other people, they're going to be Dallas fans. And uh, so, yeah, I was raised by my dad. I was daddy's girl. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going for the Dallas Cowboys because that's my dad's team. Go Dak Prescott at the time. Me growing up, I watched Tony Romo play, okay? Oh. I was loyal through Lord. back injuries and everything, okay? I loved Romo. Everybody else talks so bad. So I'm like to the point where I'm like, me being a Dallas fan 
has built an it has built an <laughs> armor against like I have armor, okay? You can't hurt my feelings. Say anything about the Dallas Cowboys, I'm gonna be like, Yeah, you're right, and then just go about my business. Um But uh anyway, um if Dallas isn't on, I definitely go for it, especially being out here, I go for the Chiefs. If my boys ain't playing, I'm um, going go for, for the Chiefs, Chiefs, you know, like but they're also you've got Dallas is an NFC division, and then the Chiefs are AFC, you know? Yeah, so they... So it's like, when the you Chiefs are for on, both. I go for the Chiefs. When Dallas is on, I go for Dallas. I go for Dallas because that's my dad. I go for the Chiefs because that's home, you know? And so, Kansas City's not far from where you're from, right? No, it's really? like two and a half hours. Oh, see, that's not bad. North. And we live in a little town, so if you wanted to go to the city, you go up north. Kansas City, right there. Yeah, it's just a drive. Um, But anyway, yeah, Chiefs, that game was neck and neck. It was awesome. It was a everybody good, on the good ass game. We all had so much fun for that, and you know what? Um, maybe some people didn't. You know, we had that little, little buddy old pal of ours that was a <laughs> that was getting born old. and raised Philly man. And uh, I'm sorry, Barry, but <laughs> that was a good game. Good game. And it's funny because Jonathan, your uh, kids, his, his yeah. dad, he's a Philly fan, mm-hmm. and you guys were going for the Chiefs. Yeah. Um. Very interesting. Uh, that was a great game. And um, whatever happened to Mahomes' ankle, and then he just turned around and went right back out there like, okay, we need to know the secret. But anyway, everybody celebrated today on uh, the 15th of February, celebrated the parade up in Kansas City where it everybody like was. It looked like fun. I saw the TikTok I've seen sport. everybody back home posting <laughs> pictures of the the gorgeous Travis Kelsey. All right. Lord. Those are two brothers. Anyway, Yeah. In the Super Bowl, iconic moment. Okay. The mo- did you see some of the clips of like the mom finding both mm-hmm. of them and like the yeah. split jersey? That's so, that's dedication when yeah, both this, of your sons. This Super Bowl, you had, um, in this Super Bowl, you had the two brothers playing against each other. First time in like ever, I feel like. ever. Yeah, like two brothers playing against each other in the Super Bowl, and this also the Super Bowl, um, they had two African American quarterbacks going head to head. And that has never happened before. Oh, yeah. So that was also a big deal. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yeah, which Jalen Hurts, he did great. That This was his first Super Bowl against a quarterback that has been to the Super Bowl now three times mm-hmm. and has won one. Like, that man held held it down pretty good. Hurts was so. good when he played for Alabama. It just sucks how it. I think it all oh, yeah. transpired of him being the quarterback – Go, them going to the national championship and then exiting mm-hmm. after it and being replaced very quick, very quickly into the season of him being dropped as quarterback and Tua coming in. Oh, yeah. And then him leaving Alabama completely. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that man, he held it. He held it down, and he's only 24 years old. He's got a bright future ahead He of does. Him. He definitely Just does. Just like Mahomes, 27. His stats are insane. Okay, he has surpassed the great Tom Brady. Oh, I can't believe I'm saying that. But anyway, you got to give the props like where they're due. (sighs) See, see where I'm from, you can't. I know. You're either a Patriots fan. My dad would probably like literally cuss me out (laughs) for me saying that. But whatever. Um, At 27, you know, Tom Brady, he had his stats, obviously. But uh, you have Mahomes at 27 and his stats have passed. All of Brady's. That's so I really, like, Mahomes is 
He's great. He's a great father, I hear, you know, just from what everybody talks about. Could you imagine if they hurt this at some point? I mean, I think we'd both. that's amazing. A man, a man is literally like, he supports his wife. He supports his kids. He loves them. Everything. Like, and he's great at his career. Passionate about it. Holds it down all around. Well-rounded man. From what they say. I mean, I don't yeah. know the man personally, but props to him. And Rihanna props. coming back. Oh, God, yeah. Seven years. Seven years. And Nothing. she nailed it, like, riding a bike. Okay. And showing off. The second baby. The second baby. And her man supporting her. Cheering her her on. Oh my gosh. But listen, you know what? As for my dad, Dallas fan, Dak Prescott, he received an award that night at the Super Bowl. Oh, I felt so bad. Yeah, that was, that was pretty awful. It was very uncalled for, for all of them. His his award was for like his, you know, Basically, like, giving back to the community, you know, all that stuff. Like, just overall being a great person. Because he and got the Walter Payton Award, didn't he? Isn't that I believe the, so. Wasn't that what that like, was? Like, I mean, that was a big thing. So, you know what? Everybody that night left with a, an award, but Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm sorry. Philly. <laughs> we had a Dallas Cowboys member out there, and he received an award, okay? And people- Now, Philly is the Dallas Cowboys, one of their biggest rivals, okay? But, anyway, we have a lot... To talk we about do, we do we do and we're gonna get right into it and uh i'm excited for this i really am i'm excited to sit here and, and talk and just go about and talk about our days and things yeah. that happen this was fun though we're gonna talk about life some things might be depressing some things might be hilarious because let me tell you we're a comedy shop crack a little jokey joke here and there <laughs> but, inspire um i think this will wrap up our first little episode of this all oh yeah and we'll have some more wine some and coffee. Some coffee, some talks, some laughs, and maybe some cries. Oh, yeah, definitely if cries. Ne- if it's necessary, but this was fun, and this will be fun, I think. It'll be okay. good, a good thing for both of us. I think so, too, and hopefully it's a good hopefully thing. Hopefully it reaches good people, you know? Oh, yeah. I but feel like it will. So, with that being said, we're going to check out. Have a good night. Enjoy the rest of your nights. Drink a little wine and some coffee. Start your day off tomorrow with positive and happy thoughts. That's a good way to go. Yeah, it is. That really is. All right.